When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi there, it's Megan Mitchell from Agents of Change. Thanks for checking out my podcast. If you enjoy the content, please check out my ASWB test prep courses for the bachelor's, master's, and clinical exams. Each Agents of Change course includes more than 30 key topics that closely match the ASWB KSA content areas. Our content is great for both auditory and visual learners and includes video walkthroughs, supplemental materials, hundreds of practice questions, and twice monthly live study groups with me. You can learn more and get 10 free practice questions at agentsofchangeprep.com. Welcome. This is Megan Mitchell with Agents of Change Social Work Test Prep. And today I'm here to bring you an updated social work shorts on program evaluation. So this is one of our most popular videos because generally most clinicians work with clinical work and program evaluation is definitely more in the macro realm of social work. So if this is something that is new to you or you're struggling to identify the steps in program evaluation, this will be a great video for you to watch. And if you have any questions or are looking for more information about Agents of Change, you can check out our website at agentsofchangeprep.com. So let's go ahead and jump in. So what is program evaluation? Program evaluation is carefully collecting information about a program or a particular aspect or part of a program in order to make necessary decisions about the program, including efficacy and impact. So if you purchase the course, we go deeper into what types of evaluations there are, um, but program evaluation is looking at a program to see, is it working? Is it making an impact? What are some changes that we need to make, but why we do as social workers program evaluation or why we complete program evaluations is so that we can have a data point. So we can use information to help better our services for our clients and for our larger client systems. For example, and I'm going to use an example throughout this video because as you have seen from my previous videos, when there is an example, it helps the information stick. So we're gonna walk through an example today, but I also encourage you to take the steps that we are going to outline and come up with either your own program or something from your agency or your internship and walk through those steps and come up with your own example. So our example here, if, you're, if you work at an agency and run a parenting group, a program evaluation would help you collect information about your program and whether it's effective or not. Why do we have to do this? Because we know that when we're running programs, they take up resources, right? That could be personnel, that could be time, it could be money. We want to make sure that we are not wasting any resources, we're being efficient, and that, like I said, we are making the greatest amount of impact on our clients and our client systems. So program evaluation is a very, very, very important component of any sort of program that you're running. It's very important to agency work. 
And it definitely falls more into that macro realm of social work. So why do we use program evaluation? There's a variety of different reasons, but some of the key reasons why we use it to prove results, right? Is the program working? Is it not working? To secure funding. We know that resources can be very scarce and they can be very competitive. So you might be applying for a grant or you might be applying for some sort of money. And if you have solid results from your program evaluations that might be more compelling in securing that funding for your services. To improve services, we should always be striving to improve our services, to make them the most efficient that they can be, to make them the most effective. So we use program evaluation to guide that process. Why else might we use it? To cut costs or justify needing more money, right? So we might do um, a program evaluation and see that we are wasting a lot of resources that could be monetary resources. Or we could say, this program is very effective, so we need to put more money into the program so we can service more people. There could be a variety of different monetary ways that you are using evaluation of a program. And then to compare and contrast efficacy with other programs, right? So you might have to make hard decisions, right? Which program's gonna stay? So you would need to use data. We know what we are always striving to use data to inform our decisions. We need evidence to show why something's working to guide our decision making. So program evaluation gives us those data points. So there are six steps and people always ask me, where did you get these steps from? I use the guidance from the CDC. So this is the guidance that is put out by the obviously that very large organization. So these are the six steps that we use for Agents of Change uses as the guideline for program evaluation. Six steps. The first is to engage stakeholders. The second is to describe the program design. Three, focus evaluation design. Four, gather credible evidence. Five, justify conclusions. And six, use and share lessons learned. And we're gonna dive into each of these six steps a little bit further. So I said that we would be using a example throughout these steps in this video. So here is the framework and the example of a program that we will be working with today. You are the facilitator of an eight week social skills group for sixth grade girls to promote positive self-esteem and pro-social skills. You will conduct a program evaluation upon completion to determine results. So. What's going on here? We are facilitating a social skills group for sixth grade girls, so most likely a middle schools group. The purpose of the group is that the hope would be after eight weeks, the girls are developing positive self-esteem and pro-social skills, but we wanna see, did this have positive effect? Did this show positive results? So let's go ahead and jump into the six steps. The first step is to engage our stakeholders. So who is a stakeholder? A stakeholder is someone who's interested in knowing the results of this evaluation. And this will be different depending on what program is running. There might be a variety of different interested people, interested parties based on the program you're evaluating. So for this sixth grade group, this girls social skills program that's being run, who might be some stakeholders? Teachers, right? They probably want to know 
if there's going to be a positive effect for this group, because these are going to be students that go into classrooms. School leaders, that could include principals, deans, um, superintendents, parents, right? Because they're going to need to consent for the child to be in the group. So parents are going to want to know what is this group and why is this going to help my child? The school board may be interested, right? If this is something that is on a broader scale, depending on the size of the district. Outside funders, so sometimes grant money is used or there are different people that have different donations that are made and there might be certain initiatives that they put money towards. So an outside funder might be a stakeholder that is important to know, note here. The students themselves, right? They are middle schoolers, but it's super important that they are engaged in the process and they also know the intent of the group and the results of the group. The facilitator, right? Lots that could be done to maybe improve the group, what worked, what didn't work. And then community partners. So maybe you have in your school community-based organizations that this would be helpful for um, or community partners that could also benefit from the results of this evaluation. This is not an exhaustive list. This is just an example. It's going to depend on your setting and a variety of other different factors. But always you want to say, who are my stakeholders first? Because that's going to be important to know who cares about the results of this program. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The second step in program evaluation is to describe the program. We need to know what the program's doing, right? So in this stage, you're describing what the program does. You are not describing your evaluation design or tool just yet. You will get to that. But you're gonna describe the program, including what outcomes or goals are set for the program or were set for the program. And this should be comprehensive with as many details as possible. So you don't wanna just say, I ran a social skills group for middle school girls. That doesn't give us any tangible outcomes, tangible goals, or anything to really measure what was going on. So here is an example of how we could describe the program. This program was a school-based social skills curriculum for sixth grade girls identified as having low self-esteem from teacher and parent reports. That one sentence there gives us a great deal of information. We know that it was a curriculum that was used. We know the population, sixth grade girls, and how were these group participants selected? They were identified from parent and teacher reports. The program ran for eight weeks, so duration is important. And it was held for 60 minutes, two times per week. So eight weeks, 16 sessions. The goal of the program was to increase self-esteem as evidenced through teacher and student reports. This here is a very solid example of what the program did, who was involved, how frequently it met, and how was data collected. Our third step is to focus your evaluation design, right? This is where you have to pick what type of evaluation design you're going to choose. There's several types of evaluations like was mentioned before. So there's a variety of different types. There is formative evaluation, 
process or implementation evaluation, outcome or effectiveness evaluation, impact evaluation, or cost-benefit evaluation. So for this specific program, we are going to choose an outcome or effectiveness evaluation. So we're going to determine if the social skills group achieved the established goals and if the program produced the intended results. So was it effective? What were the outcomes? That's what we're going to be looking for with this program evaluation design. So we've picked our design in step three, we're doing an outcome evaluation. Step four is to gather credible evidence, right? We know we always need to have data points. We need to have evidence. So you need to collect the data, right? It doesn't just appear for us. So things that you need to consider when collecting data to evaluate your program, what data are you going to collect? There are a variety of different data points that could be collected, but it all depends on what type of evaluation you're doing, what your stakeholders want to see. So this is not going to be a uniform choice. It, it's very tailored to the program. How are you going to collect it, right? Is it going to be pre and post tests? Is it going to be done via an app? Is it going to be done via observations? How are you going to get this data? And then does your data measure program goals? You want to make sure that the data you're collecting <laughs> is aligned with the goals of the program, right? It would not make sense otherwise. So our example here, to gather data, we will use pre and post intervention self-esteem rating scales from students and teachers or parents, right? So we are using a rating scale, pre-test. So we're gonna have a data point before that they, participants and teachers and parents took, and then after the program to see, was this program effective? Did it meet the outcomes that we want it to? Staffing, cost of the program, and fidelity of the program will also be reviewed because we need to know who was running the group, how much did it cost? Were they able to run the group with fidelity? What does this mean? The group was intended to run for eight weeks, twice a week, for 60 minutes. Did that happen, right? We know, particularly in a school setting, things come up. So maybe there was a holiday and school did not happen. So they didn't actually get to do the, the 16 sessions in eight weeks. Maybe it had to be extended to 10 weeks. What was attendance like in the group? This is all really important data points that would be needed to help shape your program evaluation. Step five, you gotta take that data and draw conclusions, right? So we have all this data, how do we make sense of it? What does the data mean? What does the data show us? So we're using the results of the data to draw conclusions. So what is what do we do here? This step includes analyzing the evidence, so all that data we just collected, making claims about the program, so connecting the dots, I like to say. Did this program work? Did it not work? Was it effective? Did it meet the program goals? Did it meet the outcomes? and then comparing the results with expectations. So whatever our goal was that was set, did we meet those goals? Did the participants meet the outcomes? So this is just an example, but let's see what our results show for this program. The evaluation data shows that 85% of participants saw an increase in self-reported self-esteem from pre-test to post-test. There you go, that is a data point. 85% of people that participated in the group had an increase in self-esteem. 70% of parents and teachers reported an increase of self-esteem from pre to post-test, right? So 
parents and teachers are saying they saw the effects of this program as well. The program ran with fidelity and within budget. So it was supposed to run eight weeks, two sessions a week. It did just that, and it was within budget. So you're going to have costs generally associated, whether that be time or resources, and it was within budget. We can conclude that the pro program met targeted goals and improved participant self-esteem, right? You could get much deeper into the data here, but this is just for example purposes of some justified conclusions that we can draw from the data that we got. So step six, share lessons learned. What can we do better in the future? What did we learn from running this program? So what did you learn from evaluating this program? The data and observations from program evaluation can help improve programming in the future. That's why you don't want to skip this last step, right? You want this to inform your future work. So the data from the evaluation can help you determine where to cut costs. So was there costs that could be cut? Was there more staff needed? Was there more resources needed? This can also be used to inform programming, how you can improve the programming, right? Maybe you were running it during lunchtime and the time that you ran it was not necessarily the most beneficial time. What are the training needs? You might need to train the trainer, right? We can't assume that everyone that's running the group is going to come in with the skills able to be the facilitator. So you might need to identify where training needs are, or maybe they had the basic training, but they need a brush up or they need to go a little bit deeper. And then you might be able to identify outside partnerships, right? So maybe this was really great and you want to partner with the community mental health agency because you think that bringing them into the partnership could be beneficial as well. So what's an example here? From this evaluation, we can conclude that two staff, staff members will be needed to run the group. It is important to note that training is needed for all program facilitators. So that's a data point here. In order for it to be effective, training is needed. The time and location of the group needs to stay during lunch as it is difficult to pull students from academic time. Students that completed homework outside of groups showed more improvement on surveys. That's another great data point, right? The, the people who, the participants that were doing work outside of the group actually saw more improvement. So that could be a really good point to make sure that you are focusing on if you run the group again, right? We always want to improve our services. Step six allows us to do just that. So if you're still um, wanting some more program evaluation resources, like I said, we follow the CDC guidance for program evaluation, but University of Kansas has a very, very, very good toolkit on all things macro. So if you have not checked that out, I definitely encourage you to. There's an intro to evaluation that gives much more detailed information there that you can check out as well if you're looking to kind of supplement your learning about program evaluation. And if you're looking for more study content, you can check out our paid study materials. We have a audio visual program that we offer. If you are looking for information on that, check out our website. And here is our contact information. Um, obviously, I am Megan Mitchell. I'm the founder of Agents of Change, and you can always reach out if you have any questions, comments, or concerns at agentsofchangeprep at gmail.com. And thank you for tuning in. I want you to know this is a 
tough task to sit for your ASWBA exam, but it is doable. Remember, you got this, believe in yourself, and best of luck on your studying journey. Thank you.